is you get to say no. So you walk into someone, you know that there's a, like a bad vibe and they haven't got their stuff together and it doesn't look good and they want you to pitch. And what if you just work on this mm-hmm. tiny piece of business that pays a thousand rand and it will run mm-hmm. for six months? Um, and I'm going to haggle every single casting you send. Yes, and That's I'm also going to phone you 19 times a day to see how it's going. Yeah. You get then get to say no. No. That's the, that's the price. I often feel like asking people when you go to like pick and pay, when you get to the tailor, do you ask her like, but the milk, you know, can I just, just a little bit less? Just a, it's like, no, that's a price of milk. That's a price of milk here. That's, that's, if you want cheaper yeah. milk, you must go yes. to the other place down or the road. Or you must get a one liter, but you can't get a two liter for that price. So no, basically. No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Women of Steel on the Matt Brown Show. This Women's Month, we chat to dynamic women smashing gender norms and shaping the current and future world of business and entrepreneurship. Join us for an extraordinary series celebrating empowered women from all walks of life. Get inspired this Women's Month with Women of Steel on the Matt Brown Show. Power to the woman. Yeah. Don't tell us how to be empowered. Hi guys and welcome to part 9 of our Women of Steel series right here on the Map Round Show and today we have got Double Trouble going down in the studio as I chat to Perry King and Taryn Shaman. Now combining a creative background with business consultancy experience, these girls evidently and as I've discovered leverage creative solutions for their clients to help them unlock better performing revenue streams, which is no small task. And at their aptly named agency, Faith and Fear, their whole thing is around being, quote, absolutely not an ad agency, which I love, despite how awesome agencies are. And uh, these girls describe themselves as uncomfortable in comfort zones. They push boundaries, take risks, and experiment with tactics, tech, and platforms. And this is exactly why they are totally against being called an ad agency. And there's a huge trend towards, you know, being an agency. Uh, if you haven't found that out, check it out in Google. It's actually a real thing. And so they are stepping outside the traditional and moving towards the exceptional. They really do have a great story to share, and I thoroughly enjoyed this one especially if you're interested in what it takes to change your life and grow something from scratch. And that is why they qualify as Women of Steel. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get inspired by Perry and Taryn. And we're live. Hey, guys, welcome back to another cracking installment of Women of Steel. This is part nine. Damn, flying through this stuff. And if you are watching, you'll notice that I'm flanked today. I'm no longer on the side, <laughs> leading. I'm being commandeered, sandwiched. <laughs> by none I think other. it stopped the analogies there. Yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah. I know. But, but uh, Perry and Taryn from Faith and Fear, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for having you. us. Cool. Oh, yeah, cool. Rent a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys totally balls that one up here. Cool. So, um, Perry, I've worked... Jeez, when did I run into you for the first time? Must have been I think it was like a year and a half ago. Feels so much longer. Yeah, it does. It, it does, does. Hey? <laughs> Yeah, it does. I know. How far we have come. How far we have come. I know. Seen some things. Exactly. Met some people. Yeah. I know. We've, we've done stuff. We've done stuff. Um, but Faith and Fear is a new thing that you guys are essentially working together on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But before we dive into that, how do you know each other? What's the connection here? What was the spark 
So I ran an aid agency for about 12 years. An aid agency? Yeah. <laughs> the word's supposed to be ad. Oh. It came out as aid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how we keep people on their toes. I was going to say, is that an NGO? <laughs> no. No, we made a lot of money as an ad agency, Kay. not aid. Not aid. Yeah. No. And um, <laughs> it'll be a new kind of agency where they provide aid. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. We're just gonna roll with it. You're just gonna go. Ad. <laughs> so it's an ad agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. And um, I had tried to employ Perry over all those years to come and work for me there. Um, she had just come out of varsity, and then she was climbing the ranks and some corporate place and then she was traveling anyway she didn't want to know my story um and we had met each other because her sister and i are really good friends she didn't want to come and play with me anyway so i left my i always wanted to work with taryn you say that now no 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 no, it's even true and i did the and i did a lot of like projects and ad hockey things right so i mean we knew of each other and then I um, and then I also couldn't give her enough money, yeah. um, as an ad agency for mm. aid. And then um, I get to tell my story after this. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yes, cool. <laughs> we'll get to the truth in the end, right? <laughs> and then I left that and wanted to start my own thing, and approached her and said, "Okay, now I've got nothing. Now I've got me and my credit card, and an idea to start this business called Faith and Fear. Do you want to come and play with me now?" And she was like. Yes, that sounds amazing. Uh-huh. See, I'm surprised you didn't go, look, let me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think as most entrepreneurs will tell you, like if you've got that entrepreneurial spirit, you'll keep chasing it. And like I'd always tried businesses um, and actually six months before um, Taryn phoned me, I had gone into another business with a friend um, and that was yeah, a big learning. Um, and then had gone back to corporate. But I think for me anyway, I'd, like I'd always seen Taryn as um, a, a mentor and someone that I looked up to. And I knew that one way or another, our paths were going to cross and we, we were going to work together. But um, at the time, being in a very traditional ad agency, I'd come from corporate where typically they were paying more. Um, and I had a lot of debt from traveling, like a lot of debt from traveling. So I needed to try and sc- clapped that as quickly as I could so I took the job that paid more Um, and two I think the vision that Taryn had around starting Faith and Fear was and 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 what I would be in that was vastly different from being an account manager within somebody else's agency rolling out projects for do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like the, the, the proposition is totally, totally different. So, yeah, that's why when, when Taryn came to me with that, I was like, yes, this is a no-brainer. So what is the proposition? What are you guys building? So the honest answer is we have no idea. Mm. That's a very good place to start. Right. Yeah. What we do know is what we don't want to be when we bake. Ooh, there you go. Define your business by what you're not, not by yes. what you say you are. See? Okay, so what are you not? We are definitely not a traditional agency. And if we start acting like that <laughs> and playing like that, then we, we have to go home. So that's great. Let's clap that up. Woo! Yay. You guys can ring the bell. You have to because it's right time. behind me and I might break something or All dislocate right. a shoulder. Um, so, but that's interesting, right? Cause we're kind of, we, we're on that same bandwagon and that train as well, you know, having you know, known, knowing the space, 
we agency is a swear word around here mm-hmm. um and as is briefing as is stuff like that but that's just us you know um but why why you why did you decide that as long as it's not agency it's it's okay i think there's just so much wrong with the model and it's not working for anybody both for the agency that I worked for for a very long time and for the clients that we service. It's just, it doesn't, it's broken. And it, it stifles your thinking. It doesn't allow you to come up like with solutions. Like it, it's like you've been given this model and this way of thinking and this way of executing. So we're going to plug and play across whatever we faced with according to these like 10 steps Processes, or yeah. yeah whereas the space that we're finding ourselves in now it's like it's actually very practical it's like we are faced with a business challenge what can you access who can you speak to what solution can you make in order to um to solve that challenge and often that has nothing to do with marketing or advertising yeah. sometimes the solution is a simple practical one it still needs somebody to do it, mm. but it it doesn't have to fall within a specific space or go through 19 processes in order to get there. Mm. Sometimes the question that is being asked needs to be answered by next week Friday mm. and executed mm. and delivered. And if it's not the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, but it actually makes an impact, then I think we're doing the right thing. Mm. Faith and fear. Hmm. I like that. We've just gone through hell today trying to come up with <laughs> I roped you guys in as like insurance. I was like, we're thinking this. What do you guys think? So thank you very much. You're now responsible for a brand new brand. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but Faith and Fear is a great name. Where did it come from? So Taryn has to take all the kudos for that one. Um, yeah. So I, I, when I left um, my ad agency, I was going to take the sabbatical. Because all the cool kids did that, right? Mm -hmm. So they take this three-month sabbatical and they go and find themselves and then decide what they want to be when they're big. And then... Can we ring the bell now? You can ring the bell. You can ring the bell as many times as you want. Um, It's your bell. It's my gift to you. Thank you. And that lasted lasted a whole weekend. And then when Monday came around, I was like, okay, I'm done. What am I going to be when I'm big? Also, side note, all the people that had worked with Taryn before were like, no, 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 you don't get to leave us. (laughs) So, and that's how I came up with the name is that it takes an equal amount of faith. So whether it's faith in your ability, faith in a higher being, faith in your clients, faith in whatever. And fear, the fear that wakes you up in the morning and goes like, okay, what am I going to be when I'm big? And the adrenaline kicker that you need usually to get mm. to the space or the ambition. So I was um, an athlete in school days and you needed that healthy amount of fear that got you out of the starting blocks really mm. quick. It's that kind of stuff. So a combination of those two things is is how we came up with the name. It's kind of like fight or flight. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like you've just explained, most entrepreneurs feel exactly one of those two things all day, all the time. And that's ultimately who we are. The funny thing is, is that we found now, this is our fourth year, um, we have clients who either resonate with that Mm. and they have been with us for all this time time, or they, they really struggle with the name. And they generally don't stay. They, you mean they struggle with your name? Yeah. yeah. They That's struggle with the name. What's just like the What's concept and like anything? our style? Do you know what I mean? No, I don't like your name. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we get referred to as those, those um, scary chicks. Yeah. They can't what? remember the name. What those, who's those two girls? Those no, ones they like, just scary. like come here and they like get things they get done and they like just, yeah. <laughs> and, that's scary how, chicks. and that's how Faith yeah. and Fury came about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. You need two chicks that come in here and do stuff yeah. and then leave. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No shit up and go. Well, I think it's. Uh, I think it's. So you say it's year four already here. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We, we, That's yeah, amazing. Starting year four now. Yeah. As of this month. That's great. Yeah. That's really, really great. I think. Um, I think it's great in the sense that um, you know it's. You're both running the ship, right? You're both women leaders, entrepreneurs, and I think we need more of that. Yeah. I think it's a sausage fest. Um, if you look at most podcasts in South Africa, mine was like that up mm. until recently. <laughs> <laughs> we know some really cool women, like other yeah. really cool women. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we will do, introduce we, you. We're doing like a podcast a day at the moment, just it's trying amazing. to accommodate everyone. Um, but it's been it's been mm. really really cool, and what's been very fascinating from just if I may speak about this particular series, you may speak. Thank Matt. you very much, Perry. Um, <laughs> is that uh, is that if each like you know we did we didn't have anything planned. I'm sure our listeners and viewers have already figured that out. Um, but we always land on something that's unique about what you guys are doing, you know, and what Donna Rachels, Rachelson was doing, what Adriana Marie is doing, and blah blah blah, and they, all. But it's all different. Do you know what I mean? And it's really, really inspiring. So kudos to you guys. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there. I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top, you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up. It's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. Hey guys, it's Alexis here, one of Matt's ninjas at the Dreamers Dojo, powered by Digital Kung Fu. Off the back of the launch of Matt's best-selling book, You're in a Game, Matt is offering a keynote for free to high schools and universities around the country. The talk, called How to Achieve Anything, is designed specifically to inspire, educate and motivate students using the principles shared in his book. The goal is to get the book into the hands of one million students. So, if you'd like to book Matt, please get in touch with us by sending an email to hello at dreamersdojo.com. Um, what do you say to women out there listening to you, you guys and going, geez, I would like to leave my employment and, uh, you know, embrace my fear and have a bit of faith in, in myself and what I can, you know, dream for myself and build. Um, and potentially, you know, if you cast your mind back, Terrence, like when you were, you know, six years ago, before you started and you were a little bit thinking about it, you hadn't quite jumped. So if someone's listening to us right now and, and they're in that position, what would you like to say to them? So I've got two parts to my brain. I'm a really pragmatic, practical kind of person. There's that side of me. Um, so with, those, with that brain on, I would say plan. So work mm-hmm. out what you need to live and how long you can do it for. Um, and have a number just have a number just have a goal so I'm really goal orientated I figured out how much money I needed to live for six months and I didn't get one single client or one single piece of work in 
Hang on, wait. In six months, in your first six months. Yeah. Really? I, yeah, I did. But say you don't. Say you don't. Oh, say you don't get anything in. How much money do you need to live for six months if you get no piece of work in, and and come up with a number? It's surprisingly smaller than you think. So when you work out, this is actually what I need to live. Um, at the time, I had a son and a bond and a car mm. and all of those things. And I worked out the basic number without going into debt or credit card debt or any of that kind of stuff. I worked out what the number would be. And that was my goal. And that's what I set out to do in order to leave. So I needed mm. X amount of money to leave by December, whatever that date was. Mm. And I had it in my brain. So that's that side. On the other side, you literally just have to leap. Like, you just leap. It's not going to go according to what you plan, and I'm a big planner. It's not going to go according to how you planned, how you scheduled it, how you calendarized it. It won't go according <laughs> to that plan. So if you don't take the leap, it won't happen. And then just go. Um, and just literally every day wake up going, what am I going to do today? And it's, it's been amazing. I have never looked back. Not from day one. Perry? Mm. Was it the same for you? Um, I don't think it was the same for me. I think I think some of it was luck. I think um, for me anyway, a lot of my decision making is around people um, and finding your people that you resonate with. Um, and I think they, I think a lot of people think that they'll find that person or they'll have that partner. Um, but for me anyway, in this business, um, who our partnership the people that we've partnered with, um, that we work with, a lot of our suppliers um, and those people that execute some of our ideas, those partnerships are like gold to us. Um, and the clients that we partner with, you know, they really are trusting of us because of our unusual style. So, um, yeah, I think the, the people element um, for me was like the biggest factor was like, okay, can I surround myself with all the people um, that I want to be around? And then I think also... Um, just reminding yourself that no matter what leap of faith you take and no matter where you find yourself, no one can take away your skill. No one can take away your experience. So like I go to what is the worst case scenario? Like what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? And then come up with a solution on how I would get out of it. Mm. And it's actually not that bad. So then doing the leap and going to that place is like, oh, okay, but then if it doesn't work out or if I get to that point or whatever, it's totally fine because um, actually I've got these like quite cool skills and then I'll just go to that person and then maybe they can give me a job or like I'll go there maybe we can come up with a new idea and like sell something there or yeah so I like try to go to the worst possible place and go okay if I can live with that and through that and it's still worth it mm. yeah, then I'm gonna go it's a great exercise actually so um, I think I wrote about it in the, in my book can't remember what I fucking write, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> I wrote about. Never write a book. That's my best advice. Yeah, you must totally write a book. No, you mustn't. No, you must. <laughs> no, you must. It's mustn't. the best business. It's no, you must. It's the best business card you'll ever have. It is the best business card. Um, I'm sorry, you you're number one. Have you got a wife? <laughs> I do, and I got yes, two as kids. As a wife, do not let your partner write a book. It's the uh, yeah, most no, that's stressful true. thing you will ever go through, ever. I think she didn't really care. Too much air. <gasps> but I was when I came blessed. to your launch, I was watching her face and she's so proud. She was so Uber proud of hair. you. Uber. Uber. Yeah. Uber proud. Do you know that she named the book? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. You see. It's crazy. You see, That's you need a check. Yeah, you do. That's why you guys are here. 
<laughs> Always but also, isn't the scariest thing, and, and you actually said it um, when you spoke about your book, and I always think about it, and actually I had a journal, and I used to write down like some thoughts, and then I went back and read them the one time, and I was like, whoa, never read back, because your thoughts and your experiences change so much that what you wrote down and who you were and what you said at that time might not be who you are or where you are in like five years but now you like you you publish it and you put this nice cover on and everything and then what happens one day if you don't resonate with it but anyway it's bold and it's wonderful and well that's my that's the thing right you're a prisoner now forever (laughs) (laughs) no you are you absolutely i mean you're going to watch this podcast in five years time and you're also going to be damn i wish i hadn't said that thing yeah you know what i mean Mm. um but that's weird headband I know, but that's also the that's also the good thing, right? Is that perspective that you have from like day one, four years ago, Taryn, to yeah. the, the business that you are now, um, and uh, you know, being here today on Women of Steel. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you have to you have to reflect back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing for me, because yes, you could go, oh damn, I'm a prisoner to my. Why did I say that? Mm. And people are going to read that stuff and whatever. Um, you could be on that train, or you could just say, well, you know what? The fact that I came from nothing. You know, and yeah. that that particular version of me went to number one on Amazon. That's enough. But yeah. the also the other thing also it's like, and it helps other people, right? Gave them a cool perspective too. I know, but the thing is, the next day I was so flat. After mm. after we reached number one, I was like, Pff. I was literally I had to leave the what's office. Next? I couldn't even be here because mm-hmm. I was like, what's my motivation now and this kind of thing and um, and that's why that book for me is done. It's done. I wrote it. It's done. It did what it needed to do. And there's wow. still going to be things that come from it, like we're talking to Investec and all sorts of things. But um, but for me, my motivation is completely different now. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's done. It's in the his- it's past. It's happened. It's a label now. You know what I mean? And that's very important. So going to motivation, what motivates you to build a successful business as women today? Sure. Um, so <laughs> for me, and, and I think, again, this is like a, a really unique and, and quite a wonderful dynamic between Taryn and I. She's living somewhere out in like 2030, planning. It's already, she's there. Every now and then she visits us here in 2019 and it's wonderful. Welcome. And then we chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very nice to be here. Whereas for me, I am like strongly here. So I am very... Um, Executional. I'm like a dog with a bone. I'm like, what if I said I was going to do something? I'm going to try my damnedest to do that, you know, to the best of my ability. So I think for me, I get like the most motivation and like kind of that high on seeing um, ideas and solutions come to life. So I think my focus is a, is a little bit more short term than like, you know, big moonshot goal. So for me, it's about um, continuing to deliver really, really great work and get that, I don't know, just keep that momentum. Yeah. Momentum. I'll come back to that. Go ahead. Yeah. So I think for me, I, I think the reason why I started it and, 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 and we continue to grow and continue to change, um, I, change is a really big word in our, in our way of being, is we are never the same. Mm-hmm. Whoever you know, you were explaining on your book, we aren't even the same as we were last week. Mm-mm. We are continuously adapting and changing. Um, and you've got to like that. And, you, and you've mm. got to thrive on change, mm. which luckily we ha- I have always and we yeah. really enjoy. So I think for me, in terms of what motivates me, um, it's about making an impact. And that sounds really wishy-washy because people have used that f- 
overuse that far too many times. But um, I think making an impact on the clients mm -hmm. that you serve um, and when you really do start to see an executional impact on their sure, bottom line, yeah. on the business solution, on the business challenge, when you're actually seeing it's making a difference, when it's making a dent, so we do see that, mm. um, that's, then I think we're on the right path. Um, but more importantly, when we're making a difference to people's lives, so when we walk into a client's rooms, into a partner's rooms, into a supplier's room, and they're really chuffed to see us, and they go, oh, thank God you're here. We're going to do mm. that that um, mm. that makes a difference and then for me I have three children two of them are girls um, and if I can grow children um, regardless of sex to be that they have someone to look up to and some of them go like I want to be that when I'm big maybe not all of that but some of that um, then I think I think we might be doing something right mm. um, and and, you know, we've got to be the change. So we've got to be the change that we want to see. And we, we talk about all of that stuff, and I'm so tired of talking. One, it's generally not relevant. And two, it, it's meaningless. So if we can stop talking and start doing and start actually seeing the impact of, of, of that, mm -hmm. then, then, then I think we're creating leaders that we want to see. Amazing. Great sentiments. Um, this thing around change, we're the same here, just by the way. Um, we're probably we're only a year old in this current form of the business, um, but we're also like as we discussed earlier, right? The thing that you looked at—that is the future. You know what I mean? Um, because you can't. You have to again. It goes to that idea of continually dying to the past. Because mm -hmm. will markets move, customers move, clients move. They want different things. You know, economies move. Digital, blah blah blah. Digital transformation, AI technology. It's just always change. Yeah. You know, so it is about adaptability. The thing for me, though, going back to what you said, Perry, about momentum, mm -hmm. is that if you don't have momentum, you will not change. No, you won't. You have to have momentum. The only way that we um, can even consider building this thing that we're building, which, you know, we want to own lead gen for tech in Africa and then more broadly around the world. So we've got very big ambitions, or I do, for this company. So we have to do this thing. And because we've, I mean, we, again, weird thing, I got a message from a friend of mine, Petra. She wrote, uh, she started Jude. Hey, Jude, you know the app? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So she started that and she messaged me on uh, on WhatsApp and she's like, oh, um, yeah, congratulations on, uh, you know, being selected as a finalist in the Southern Africa Startup Awards. You're coming to uh, Cape Town for the finals on the 12th. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what awards? We didn't even know. And this, so we keep getting wow. entered into these things because I don't care about awards because that's an agency thing. Um, only if I win it do I care. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't do runner apps like ever. We must be the best always. Otherwise, it's not, there's no point um, in playing. But the thing is, you know, all these things, it's momentum, right? Mm. So it encourages you to change and to adapt and to question why you're doing things the way that you've done them for the, like the last year. And I think also not to get like too down or too attached or too ego um, around something. Like if you've got pace and you've got momentum and you're moving and you're growing and, and things are changing as you go. You, you and you like what you're doing. Yeah. Then just let it go. That's why, you know, we get asked and it's right. I mean, I, I guess it's how it was. Like what was your mission and what is your vision and what are you going to be in five years time? And what, you know, it, does, it doesn't matter. Mm. And I, I can't answer those questions. I can tell you who we are mm. and what's going to be unchanged 
and that will probably just be an internal thing. Mm. Like it's like kind of unspoken. Your inner game of like our values and who we are and everything else, yeah, it's probably going to change. What we look like in five years' time is mm. going to look nothing like this. I can't tell you what it is because I don't know. Mm. And we're cool But with you're that. curious to find out. Mm. Yes. I mean, putting everything in the percolator. <laughs> we were somewhere the other day and someone said, oh, I'm going to put it in the percolator. And I was like, that is actually like we like putting everything in. We're absorbing. We're listening. We're meeting people. Um, and it's all percolating. Like it's, it's all in there. Yeah, and and there's a reason. You know, the economy currently is so flat. Is and, it? <laughs> and the news is there's there's like bad news and then there's like a really awful news. That's it. And your budgets are either going to get cut or they're going to get slashed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the current economy now. But we've seen the cycle. I certainly have seen the cycle. I saw it in 2011, and that the same thing happened, and we saw it again in 2012, and it will pass. So who you are now in this flat, awful economy? is not the person you're going to be when the economy comes right. And it will. It always does. And it will. So you've got to be just, you just got to be cool and fluid and be Mm. okay with the fact that it's going to change. Mm. Even when we put strategies together, so gone are the days when you put together a 150-page strategy document and said, good luck, and it got put on a shelf and that was it. I mean, those days are gone. But... You know, we are now putting our strategies that last a day and say our strategy for today is going to be to get 150 leads. Okay, failed. So tomorrow's strategy is going to be the learnings from yesterday applied to the latest thing. That strategy, change strategy daily now. And I think if you're just cool with that, and that's what we're trying to teach our clients is like just be cool. What we learned today, mm. it failed, guys. It failed. But these are the things we learned, mm. and we're going to apply it to tomorrow's strategy. Mm. Mm. That's a brave uh, world, that one. It, it is. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we don't get do-overs. No. <laughs> We're like big tickets, lots of cash, lots of expectation, and then we have to meet that. So at least, you mm. know, we because all you have to de-risk the expectation so it's like well, okay you know we we got to 80 percent of what our target was so what we're going to do is we're going to reincorporate that we've actually done this now for our biggest clients and because things just weren't working like it like it mm-hmm. was like what the hell is going on here because you don't actually know until you're in markets and then we look at the data and then it's like oh, okay so this is what's going on and then we flip the thing around and give it a new face yeah. lipstick and whatever so and I think if it, yeah and I, and I think if you're not willing to if you're not willing to change in my mind that's more of a risk to the client like if you don't have an experimentational view and maybe it's not with like the the massive overall like um objective but it's with some of the tactics that you deploy or some of the things that you try in order to get some data to find out really how their customer works or you know that sort of thing then i think to 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 fail and to fail quickly and to keep moving on and to learn and then to scale it maybe so you've got more information i think that's Mm. kind of the areas we're talking about where you would you yeah you fail and it's fine you must fail. You must you fail. Must fail. But and you then you must learn. change and mm. you must adapt. Yeah. But it's interesting, right? Because in, a- in the agency space, if you have a, an Ogilvy dealing with a bank, like you don't know what the results are typically. You have to ask for them many times. What happened with this? How many accounts did you actually open? So it's all brand, you know, and, and this kind of stuff. And then uh, and your, I suppose what you're saying, and kind of which is very similar to us philosophically, is that 
it is all about the bottom line and knowing right now what's happening. Well, you know, we work on those big brand campaigns. We do. And in that very first meeting when we've received the brief and we've we've percolated and we've unpacked it, we, st- we say up front, like, the appetite for risk on this is 10. Mm. And if you, if you haven't got a 10, we shouldn't do it mm. because it will fail. And if you're okay to fail, that's cool because we're going to learn the following things. And we say that up front, like, mm. what's your appetite for risk? Shit, it's sitting at a four. Okay, okay so with well, a four, really we should do this, this, and this. If you're sitting at a 10, I think we could probably pull this off. And that's that partnership model that we've built saying, we know you're putting it on the block. So are we. And we get it. And we're going to walk with you every step of the way. Mm. And we're going to pivot if it looks like it's going to fail. And they're like, cool, we'll walk with you. Mm. And we we have those discussions, honest, awful discussions where we go like, I know we told you that this social media campaign is going to work. We thought it would. It's ticked all the boxes. We've put it out in the market and it really sucks. Mm. And we've we've done it and it looks awful. We want to stop. Please, can we stop? It's not working. And the client's like, oh, but it's so pretty. And I'm like, I don't Mm. care if it's pretty. It's not getting a result, guys. (laughs) Um, It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Who cares? It's it's not delivering. Please, Mm. can we stop? That's why it's so important to have the right clients. Mm. Yeah. Like we worked with the clients was fucking painful. Yes. <laughs> We're not going to mention names, but it literally ruined the whole vibe in here. Yeah. You know, um, for, for reasons which we were unaware of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But whatever the context is, it's like you got to stack your deck with, yeah. with, it was with aces basically. Because mm. um, also, and it's the people, right? Yeah, I totally. mean, it always comes back whenever I try to like, think we can get around the people aspect you just can't you've got to find your people you mean for you right for your for business you. yeah that suits you that's the hardest thing for for this for me is finding yeah. good people yeah or getting the best out of them yeah and i and i think there's a lot of there's a lot of factors at play so i i speak on 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 client side so one i think there's a lot of Underskilling that we're currently seeing. So there's a lot of clients that are out there in these big positions that are just not skilled enough to deal with the kind of questions we're throwing at them. Two, I think they're under-resourced. So they're mm. expected to pull off these huge things and they just don't have the people. Mm. They've got, been given these huge targets and they just, they just literally can't pull it off. And three, I think that it's been bad training for lack of a better word, from agency side to client. Mm. They've been able to brief at last minute or not brief at all, or um, they don't have to have a communication plan. They don't have to know their brand. They don't have to. And the client service people have accepted that, going like, cool, it's just going to be cuck forever. Well, it doesn't (laughs) have to be cuck forever. I feel really sorry for that person. (laughs) Yeah, It's going to be so shit for the rest of my life. Yeah. And and I think if you and I think if you've tried to help in all three areas where you've tried to help upskill and help resource them and teach them how things could be mm. and then it fails, then it just comes down to human incompatibility. Mm. And that's the thing, you know, like um it's like choosing a wife at a beauty contest, right? 
that's what pitches are. And so when you're sitting and you've got five minutes and you do this huge pitch in front of a client and they and you, and you do your tap dance and you sing and dance and do your whole thing and they're like, oh, we love you. You got the best costume for today. That has nothing to do with whether they believe in the same things you do, whether they can, you know, if they trust whether you can execute what you've just they said communicate in the same way. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Do you pitch? We try not to. Um, we've we've been in a situation now for four years where we really haven't had to. Mm. Please touch wood that that stays. Yeah, <laughs> you can ring the bell now, Taryn. You can ring that bell. Thank you very much. Yeah. So you know, again, your an agency, your policy should be: we don't pitch. Oh, yeah. If you want to work with us, you pay. You pay to play, bitches, and that's kind of what I like. I was going to say: do you pitch? No, no. fucking way. There's <laughs> no way, dude. That's the most retarded idea I've ever heard in my life. Um, having won many pitches, I know what it takes to win, and that's just not a sound business strategy at all. Well, it's never gonna. It's never like gonna I, do I had that. a potential client in here this morning, big um, tech company, BI business intelligence company, and they were like, "Okay, this sounds great, but we want you to come in at risk." And I was like, <laughs> "Sorry, no. bro, it's the same as pitching. It's exactly the same as pitching." By the way, I've just connected those dots um, in the sense that, like, we're not responsible for selling your business; you are. We're creating the pipeline for you to sell. But if unless we're actually selling the thing for you, why must I do a shared risk uh, a model for you? Yeah. We've got a, we've just um, late stages on landing like a really massive telco across Africa. And, um, and I was explaining, I can't give away the strategy, but it's very direct and I don't mean email. So connect the dots. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you, you clever savvy entrepreneurs out there. But, um, but we're building a capability that they don't have, but we're then responsible for selling you know, direct. So when you're in yeah. control, it's like, cool, no worries. Yeah, we'll take then, a cut yeah, now because yeah. now we're true partners. But anyway, it goes back to right in the beginning what you said were around, you know, you define your business by what you say no to because it's very easy to go, oh, geez, I really want the money. So I'm going to say yes to this guy. And then in the end, you actually just lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a lesson that we've learned over and over again. And something I stick by in that being an entrepreneur is really hard. They say, is it? start a business, they say. <laughs> It'll be fun, they say. It isn't. It isn't any of those things. Being an it's entrepreneur. the easiest thing I've ever done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're in the wrong business. No. So for me, <laughs> to be an entrepreneur is just one of the hardest things. And there's very few bonuses to being an entrepreneur. Again, my pragmatic brain, right? It's... You get to take leave, kind of. You never have your own weekends. When you're away, people want to know where you are. I can't really think of, a, of like all the things why you want to be an entrepreneur. But one of the things that you do get to do is you get to say no. <laughs> That's and, so well said. I'm uh, stealing that. Fine. <laughs> and um, is you get to say no. So you walk into someone... You know that there's a, like a bad vibe and they haven't got their stuff together and it doesn't look good and they want you to pitch and what if you just work on this mm-hmm. tiny piece of business that pays a thousand rand and it will run mm-hmm. for six months. Um, and I'm going to haggle every single costing you send. Yes, and That's I'm also going to phone you 19 times a day to see how it's going. Yeah. You then get to say, no. No. No, that's the, that's the price. I often feel like asking people, when you go to like pick and pay, when you get to the tailor, do you ask her like, but the milk, you know, can I just, just a little bit less? Just a, it's like, no, that's the price of milk. That's the price of milk here. That's, that's, if you want cheaper yeah. milk, you must go yes. to the other place down or the road. Or you must get a one liter, but you can't get a two liter for that price. So no, basically. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you want to hear, you hear a funny thing? That's the exact example that was brought up today. Really? Mm-hmm. With, your, with this client? In that same meeting. Yes. Yeah. Was like, but it is the same. If you want to drive a fucking Ferrari, mate, you better pay for one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't, if you want to drive a Kia Sportage, that, hey, that's up to you. But that's not this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Down the road, yeah. there's this guy we know that sells those. Mm. And you should go see him. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But he's also not going <laughs> to let you take the Kia Sportage for free. So Yeah, exactly. What are you going to like whittle yourself down? He's probably going to leave yeah. with a moped. And then also, <laughs> but also... Like, like the positive of that. And a, and a, and a one liter milk. <laughs> sorry, you're saying that before space, you were rudely sorry, interrupted no, by. No, but the, the positive of that, on that, the, like the complete spin on that, is that we also truly believe that there is enough work for everyone. Mm. That that I believe. We actually went to we we lost a few. Um, uh, proposals to another company, and we actually went to go and see them. Because they, they, they're just super, super cheap. Obviously, you know, as you say, to your point earlier around a flat market, when the market's flat, people will choose price. But for me, mm. when you choose price, it's a race to the bottom. Inevitably, you've got to let them go because they'll come back. Yeah. But I went to go see them anyway because I didn't understand. I, I always want to really know my markets and I really want to know my competition because I think, and I actually sat, sat down with them and the first thing I said was, there's enough to go around. Because so I said to them, basically, we have a choice. One, you're going to continue to see us in boardrooms and we're going to continue to win. Sometimes, you know, we'll lose and sometimes, you know, you'll lose. You'll lose mainly. But, I was about to say, how lose. are these words coming out of your mouth, Matt? Like, it's really difficult. But it's fine to, it's fine. But, you know, you got to sometimes, you know, it's business. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. As long as you win most of the time, then you're winning. Um, and so, basically, I said, look, so, you know, explain to me what you do. And I explained to them what we do. And I said, well, we're not you, like, at all. So, the fact that we're losing proposals. Sounds like a really fun chat. I know, but, it's, but it was an open one and an authentic one in the sense that, you know, they're, they're doing cool stuff. And the fact is, like, they've got pre-existing relationships, which we want. So if we want to get access to fund to, like, OEM capital, which there's essentially what liquid it, or what drives the liquidity in this entire market, you can't ignore it. You're, you're a fool if you think you can just do it all on your own. Um, and so and that's all it was. It was just an exploratory chat. But then that inf- it doesn't feel so bad because then you understand, well, the reason why that particular customers yeah. going to them is because of this reason yeah. and then it's actually well you know what we're not we have a solid product and it's not about the product mm. it's certainly not a, not uh, about how we sell it it's purely a business decision that we're not in control of yeah. you with me yeah. and then it's like cool well you can have them because they're not the right customer for us but we'll take everybody else yeah do you know what i mean and i just i think that if you just if you panic about saying yes to everything because if you say no then you might not get like we are happy to pass on work where we are not the right fit for that because I really truly believe that there there's someone for everyone and that mm-hmm. there's more than enough money even in this current flat market for everyone to have a piece of the pie and a good mm-hmm. piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like which is also an agency mentality like compete. Take it all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Exactly. Hey guys, this is Kira. If you haven't heard by now, Matt's book your Inner Game, 12 Principles for High Impact Entrepreneurs, has reached the best sellers list in South Africa within the first week of it being launched. As a thank you to his listeners, he is giving you the chance to get your hands on the ebook for free. Simply go to mattbrownshow.com forward slash ebook or follow the link below. 
Fill in your details and download the book to your device. One of Matt's goals is to put the book into the hands of one million people. So go ahead right now and grab your copy. It's time to unlock your inner game. Cool. So you're going to have to do Quote of the Day for me, Perry. Do you want to bring out your oh, board there? yes. We are doing Quote of the Day. Bring wow. it this way. Walk us through this one. Well, in the spirit of um, failure, no, I'm joking. <laughs> in the spirit of winning, growth never comes from doing the same things over and over again. Mm. Yeah. So just try something new. Embrace the change. Every day. Yeah. All right. I like that one. I like that one. Especially the growth thing. Um, Chris, funny man. <laughs> also, can I just ask, what are the bats and balls for? Uh, you know, uh, we used to do this segment called, uh, oh, my mind's gone blank, Injustice League. Uh, in fact, I'm going to ask you that, a question later. But anyway, we'd, we'd ask the thing and then people would smash stuff in the studio. And then oh, it became, wow, we got two, wow. there were too many people in here and lights broke and cameras broke and Sounds health and safety became nice. a thing. So we yeah, had to can it. Also, made faith and fury. That was yeah. amazing. Despite the hate mail that we that we received. But <laughs> haters are going to hate and coffee's going to percolate. And potatoes going to potate. Okay, so we're going to play a game. <laughs> oh, sorry, what? <laughs> we're going to... Huh? Oh, yes, yeah, of course. Um, Chris, you can actually uh, come get this mic. So we're going to play a game of... Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I really feel laughy. <laughs> Okay, uh, okay uh, before I explain what the game's all about, I just want to say it's lovely meeting the both of you. And you. Um, yeah, and I, really, I must say I really love the name uh, uh, Faith and Fear. Uh, it's very powerful. Um, you know, I used to have a, a fear of speed bumps, but I, I slowly got over that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we not supposed to laugh? Is this the game? Sorry. Here, you're not supposed to laugh. Oh. Sorry. Okay, don't laugh, well, When are we going to be told the rules? No, we haven't we started the... Oh, we, we didn't start the game. It. All right, okay. okay. So, yeah, I now actually... I, I currently have a fear of elevators, but I'm taking steps to avoid it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the rules of the competition are... So, like, what, what I've got to do is I'm going to tell some really stupid jokes, and you've just oh, got to try wow. not to laugh, okay? Okay, fine. I'm going to tell three of them. I might top up the sales funnel if they're really stupid there. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, see, so you really laugh. We're That's doing well. Yeah, we're doing really well. No, I was just Sorry. practicing. It's gone now. Okay, joke number one. What do you call a rooster staring at a bowl of lettuce? Chicken Caesar salad? <laughs> uh, chicken Caesar salad? You know, chicken, chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> okay, what's, what's uh, Forrest Gump's password? One, Forrest, one. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, what uh, what did the what did the grapes say when the elephant stood on it? Nothing at all. It just let out a little wine. <laughs> okay, wait. I got one more. Top it up. Okay, so so I'm sure you guys are aware of Thor. From are you familiar with Thor from the Avengers? Okay, so Thor was a bit tired of uh, his job. You know, he needed a bit of a break, so he went for out for a night in the town. Uh, he met a lovely lady, they headed off, but he was in disguise, so she, you know, he, 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 they went home to her place and they had a magical evening together. But the next day he, he, he left and he felt a bit guilty that, um, you know, he didn't, he, she doesn't know who he is. So he rocked up 
at her place the next day and he said, listen, I've got something to tell you. I've got a, something to admit. So she says, go for it. He says, uh, he says look, I'm, uh, I'm Thor. She says, jeepeth, you're Thor. I can't even pith. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. You did very well. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no. So I'll talk that up to a win for Chris. Well done, Chris. Yeah, well, well done, done dude. Chris. The last one got them over the line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, were on, you were on a nice stage there. Oh, that was great. That was just so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, but I want to talk about something quite specific. Um, it came up on the show uh, about um, the context here is patriarchy and, uh, you know, women trying to meet the expectations of, you know, patriarchy. And so, therefore, they feel like they're competitive with one another for, for potentially reasons that aren't necessary. Um, so, it's been verified that that is, in fact, the truth. And you can feel free to, to disagree. But I wanted to ask you guys, in terms of your partnership Who's doing what? And because I actually find like it's healthy to have to be competitive, you know, to push each other forward. You can't just be like a, like in my case, I, I don't actually think I could ever work with a partner. You know, that's why I don't think I legitimately in a business context because I'm too forthright. Do you know what I'm saying? But how do you guys manage the dynamic between you? Like who's responsible for what and how do you compete internally as women with a view to growing and obviously taking faith and fear to that next level? I think we're forthright. <laughs> I was about to say, you just haven't met someone as direct as you. Um, oh, I have. Oh, you have? Mm. And then it just didn't work. It doesn't work. I think, um, I think it's about being direct. Say what you want to say. Like, you're going to say it anyway. Have tact in how you say it. Um, and I, I don't know. You just like naturally anyway. know. So I think, look, I must say, because I can't peg it down to anything else. So I've been in this game for a really long time and I've hired far too, far, hired and fired far too many staff in my lifetime. So human behavior is something that, that I get. So I actually can't peg it down to a particular science that explains why Perry and I work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. I have to peg it down to luck. I think it's also respect. I think, and also, I think it's knowing your place. Like, I don't know. I can speak from my point of view, not only as a woman, but also as like an a, a young woman. You know, I think, and millennials, we get a bad rap for like wanting to be CEO straight out of varsity, and it's true. Like, I think a lot of people are overly ambitious, and and you know, we want to be successful, and that's why we're building this thing. But I, I also, um really look up to Taryn and I have a lot of respect for her and I think in our dynamic um, I feel like (laughs) I don't know how to say it without um, sounding it sounding wrong but I think it's something that Taryn's never abused and I've always tried to be aware of like grab every opportunity that I have to learn and grow yeah so I think maybe in 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 your case it's the ambition is the same we are both far too ambitious for our own good mm-hmm. and the end goal remains the same but we're not competing against each other we're accountable mm-hmm. to, to each other so there are times when i literally just can't i can't mm-hmm. run at that pace my life is got other things going on and i cannot match her stride for stride in order to get to the goal but i'm right behind her and mm-hmm. i will catch if mm-hmm. she's going to fall or any of the balls she might drop along the way and then vice versa 
Mm. And that we're just accountable to each other. I'm not going to take 70,000 days of leave when we've got 19 projects on the go. Mm. Like That's not okay. Mm. And we don't even have to ever say that. We just know that it's not okay. Mm. And so that accountability is far stronger than, than anything else, I think. Mm. Mm. You have to have the same values. Yeah. yeah. Like if you, you do. don't have the same. See, that's the thing. People think that they need a partner. And I've been courting the idea because I mean, well, how the hell am I going to run like essentially two business? I mean, one's bad enough, but then you must run one in another market with different, like, it, like it's scary. Mm. That for me is just a challenge that scares me. And you so don't have I, to think the same. No. You don't have to think the mm-hmm. same. Perry and I don't think mm. the same. We, we no. tackle projects completely, completely differently. differently and from t- completely different mm. angles. Um, and we have completely different styles and approaches and approaches mm. to clients and that whole thing. Mm. But at the end of the day, we know what the value is that we want to g- deliver, mm. but also who we are. Mm. And that never gets compromised. What's mm. the secret though? Because you don't really know until you're in bed no, you typically. Know. So it's like saying, well, you know, I'm going to take on a partner because I think I need it. In fact, I know I need someone or a board of directors. So you're going to put a board of directors. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So who are you going to put? Whoa, whoa. Who are you going to put on there? You know, and who are they? Mm. And how how exactly should the what should that chemistry be at that level? Because it's you know when you we've got twenty odd people, um, and so for me, culture is everything in the chemistry between people. But then at a decision-making level, and that's the interesting thing, right? Because it's like, you know, if you make a bad decision, it's like, oof, mm. you know, bad hire, oof, yeah. bad clients, oof, yeah. these things hurt. Yeah, they do. But you've got to know that mistakes are going to happen. Mm. We've hired and fired, and each time we've gone like, oh, that oh was my God, awful, awful decision. Mm. Whose fault was it? It doesn't really matter because it impacted it's us, us right? It's always us. It's always our it's always like I think if you're going to get into a place of pointing fingers and what it's it's always us. There's all yeah, yeah you can't uh, distance yourself. But one of my clients said something to me the other day and it really stuck with me. And she just said to me, you know, I've realised in all my years and like she's a bit older. She was like, in all my years of working, I've suddenly realised that I need to be loved where I where I work. And I was like, whoa, lady, okay, that sounds a bit weird. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, actually. I resonate with that a lot because I think at the end of the day, even if you mess up or if something doesn't go according to plan or whatever, like you want to know that the people that are backing you, that you are like, that you've gone to war with feel the same way as you do. Like how it it would be like, I don't know. Yeah. And then to answer your question, I don't think there are any key decision makers that you can have that haven't gone to war with you. So the ones, the decision makers like a board who aren't fighting the fight on the ground with you, mm. they can't make a decision like you can because they aren't seeing it and facing it and feeling mm. it and answering the WhatsApp calls. And the, they're not doing any of that. So when they're trying to make a decision about what's best for you in a year's time, what the hell would they know? Mm. Yeah. Well, no one's going to run it like you. That's the thing. They don't have to run it like you. They just have to run it with you. Well, yes, no. Yeah. No, no, no. It's got to be run to my standard. Because standard. if it You're going to be alone. Well, then, yeah, but that's <laughs> <Joking>. what well, <laughs> Okay, but okay, but I agree with you, but that's okay for now. You don't I'm want saying, somebody who thinks exactly the same as mm. you do. Well, that's also true. You but don't, it's, because it's then you will the fail. There's a reason same. why I spend my life in 2030. I'm never bloody here. Mm. I'm always Mm. writing i mean the latest 
strategies that I'm writing. I'm past 2025. I've already delivered the 2025 strategies, right? So Perry's not joking. Like no. I'm already in 2030. Seriously? But it, works, but it works well because we are able to flag things for each other. So when I'm in my head down, like operational, dealing with all the things, like trying to get our creative stuff going, Taryn's the one that's flagging saying, actually, what you're doing right now, that's not going to work then. So uh, just tweak it or think about it in this way. And I'm like, okay, good point. Or when Taryn tells me what she's been thinking about there in the future or whatever, I'm going, okay, yes, I hear you. Good idea. But have you thought about all of these things that are going to be affected because of the operational, like practical elements that we can't get away from? Um, so yes, think about it. But what about if we look at it this way kind of thing? So yeah, like Ying to... I just fundamentally don't trust people. That's the thing. But I've got to work through that because if I don't, you know what I mean? Mm. Trust is a a really, really big thing. So I explain trust. I've had to go through this myself. So I I might sound all preachy now, but... um, Preach, sister. (laughs) But I have come from a place where where I have an incredible lack of trust and have a very small group of friends and a very... small group of people who are close to me for that exact Mm. reason but my analogy is like this right so once i've trust a person you're in the ocean Mm. you know like in the deep ocean where you don't know how deep it is it's it's this the stage of the ocean where there isn't an ebb and flow of water like you can't and then you're in and then once you're in that depth of ocean you've got me i'm going to take you through your thick and your thin and your bad and your good days and your great days you're in that ocean that depth of water isn't going to change for me and that's, I've had to make a conscious decision to decide, once I trust you, you're in the deep end, and I'm going to sink and swim with you, the end. Mm. Because when, when you play on, that, on, the, on, the, on the shore, where mm. the water comes and goes, and you test them, then they test you, and nothing good ever comes from that. Because mm. they will always Always fail, fail yeah. So it's saying, uh, trust in, is earned in drops and lost in buckets. Mm-hmm. That's the thing for me. It's like if you if you do that, if you'd let me down, like it's you're you're shit, and and you know what I mean. Like it's the thing from when I was very young, and I've had to, I've actually gotten a lot better. And in fact, now um, I encourage people to put themselves in the deep end. Right? Here's a whole bunch of uh, rope. Just don't hang yourself because you have to try. I trust all of you know my my ninja warriors here implicitly. But there's a lot of expectation that goes along with that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and I've relaxed a lot around letting go of, okay, I want to rip this person. Well, you know what I mean? The thing is, is that that's the, that's the DNA of an entrepreneur, is that they want to control, control their baby. everything. Yeah. And you want to control every, and you guys are like a micromanagement for fork. Mm. And that if it's done your way, then it's definitely the wrong way. And there's only one way to do it, and it's only your way. And it's at that particular standard. That's like in your DNA, you can't help it. You were born like that. Mm. But you can change how you think about things, how you feel about things, and what the ultimate outcome is going to be. You can change that. And so if you want it to be this outcome, does it really matter how they got there? No. No. So let it go, Elsa. I have. (laughs) That's what I said. God damn it. (laughs) Cool. Great. You want to add? I was going to ask when was the part where we hold hands and think goodbye. <laughs> we're going to do that right now. Okay. Right. Wrap this up. Okay. Last question. We're going to hold hands. 
off air. Um, <laughs> uh, why do you guys do what you do? Like, let's start with Perry, because you're the millennial. I'm quite interested in this one. Because why do you do what you do? Because I love it. I don't know what more to. I don't know what more to say. I, I love it. I love the challenge. I love the people that I get to interact with every day. Um, I love building something. I feel. I feel really strongly about being able to like affect some change. Whereas I think no corporate job ever gave me that. Um, and yeah, I just really love it. <laughs> For me, um, I wondered when I took those two days on my sabbatical and I had to do some serious soul searching as to what I wanted to be when I was big. I knew that I wanted to do something that used all parts of my brain um, and that I would be accepted for being a little weird and that I don't quite fit into any mold and I never have even as as a child so I wanted to create something where it was just cool to be me and so and I wanted to create a space for other people who thought similarly who felt <laughs> the same way like they thanks Taryn <laughs> yeah well and done I, and I wanted to create a place <laughs> it's where true like, though it is true where like weirdos felt cool and they mm. were okay with like you don't fit a mold and that's mm. cool and also if you want to try something or want to chase an opportunity go You've just go, go go do it and if it fails I'll, I'll make you tea yeah well you can be weird on the Map Round show anytime <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much ladies thanks for being on the show it's been an absolute privilege and an honor to tell your story Women of Steel everybody thank you Taryn thank and Perry you. well done guys This edition of the Map Round Show is brought to you by networkspace.co.za. In fact, our studios are here in building number four at Network Space up in Johannesburg. These guys have made us a huge deal, have really bent over backwards to give us the kind of service that most exciting businesses deserve. If you want more information about Network Space, you can actually come and check out our studio. We are always open to meet new entrepreneurs and business owners from around the country, and you can do that right here at networkspace.coza. Thanks for checking out the Map Round Show, guys. And if you'd like to get the Kung Fu put in your ninja, check out digitalkungfu.co.za. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.